No Things Considered, Channel Q. You are in the right place at the exact right time, unless you were not hoping to hear these voices. This is, of course, the all-new Channel Q. No Things Considered starts again right now. On a Tuesday, we'll get your Just the Tip Tuesday coming up a little bit later. Listen closely, become a better person. Actually, I, I believe this week, Allie, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, become a better lover in time for Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. I think this is helping you get into the most romantic day of the year. So we got that coming up a little bit later in the show. Of course, you can interact with us all sorts of ways on the socials at NTC Show or uh, hit up Allie personally. Her cell phone number, once again, is 415. No, no, no. Oh, Hit her no, up on Twitter. Please. That's yeah, yeah, Twitter's Much good. less personal way to do it at uh, your Allie Johnson, me at the Kevin Klein, and everything this station has to offer at We Are Channel Q. Uh, good to and, be with you. And if you're uh, just finishing your breakfast or potentially having one of those brunches, uh, in a moment we will tell you why you should probably stop eating it immediately, even though I believe everything we've been told our entire entire lives was that you should eat breakfast. Uh, apparently now science has decided uh, that is not the right thing. There's I, a tease for you. I thought it was uh, breakfast like a king, lunch like a drag queen, dinner like a poor person, right? I think that's just a musical theater you worked at. I think that was the... <laughs> yeah, that was a fun show. <laughs> I loved it. I think that was the expression. I was the understudy, but uh, still. I fun. know. Never got it. Just <laughs> Allie constantly trying to get the lead sick so she could step in and do her job and never happened. But I always thought you're supposed to eat the biggest meal of the day in the morning. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, although many people think that that's why I was put on this earth, to bear bad news to others. <laughs> and um, you do look like a bear. Thank you so much. Uh, I am uh, I am actually... You know, the bear uh, of bad news. I, I can't necessarily say that it's because of January anymore now that we're officially into February, but um, I, I am very bear-like in many, many ways, and uh, I think that even though I was called a uh, chicken hawk, I believe was the term that was used, if I were to be a member, if I were to be a part of the animal kingdom in the gay community, which is, as you know, a very different animal kingdom, Oh yeah. Uh, chicken hawk is the category that uh, many gays agree that I belonged in. Which I think means that you are an older man who likes younger men? Yeah, which I didn't really which appreciate. Is like a, a, fe- a male cougar? I basically? was convinced I would be a frat boy or an otter. Uh, which a frat I pe- boy? What <laughs> world are you living in that you thought you'd be a frat boy? I just boy. thought that was a term that maybe people would uh, put me in, the <laughs> frat boy. I thought that was a thing in the gay community. And I think you have to be more bare-chested oh, than that. Boy, I was really disappointed uh, when I when I found out I was a chicken hawk. But you know what? It's been a few years since, we, since um, uh, many gay people agreed that that's what category I fit into. So maybe... Uh, you can uh, put out a photo now that you're really popular in the gay community because of your butch pal for the straight gal uh-huh, and all that. Uh-huh. And maybe we can find out an updated uh, animal that I belong. Although it's probably not going to be good for my self-esteem regardless. But eh, maybe we spend some time digging into it. I think that you're moving into bear territory or even because you're a, a proud parent, daddy territory. Oh, hell yeah. I think you have to be kind of rich for that, though. Oh, man. I accidentally one time put up a picture of myself and my daughter. And use the hashtag daddy daughter. Ew. Or daddy's girl, I think. No, I think I put up daddy's girl. (laughs) And then I didn't even check the hashtag first. And every other picture that went by that hashtag was... Was porn related? Yes. Yes. (laughs) It was all girls, like, naked eating lollipops. Or doing a variety of other things, and then a picture of me holding up, <laughs> holding up by the young daughter. Oh, uh, I feel bad for the person that is trying to I know. get yeah get going, and then your picture pops up, and they're like, ah. I ah. feel feel bad for that person as well. <laughs> uh, especially feel bad for my daughter because uh, she, unbeknownst to her, she made her first her first uh, uh, porn shoot yeah. uh, at the age of like three months or something. Why don't you adopt that? Um that whole notion that uh, your daughter has the right to be forgotten, that you shouldn't be posting pictures of her without her consent. Now she's going to grow up and she's going to be five, six years old and she's going to be like, I have this whole online presence that I didn't know about or agree to. Let me explain. I agree. I'm 100% on board with that. And I think in the history, and you can vouch for me here, in the history of, I have two kids now. In this day and age, you have two kids between the, age of t- between the years of 2016, 2019 or whatever, you would think the over-under on pictures posted publicly would be somewhere in the tens of thousands, yeah. just based on how many pictures you see of people and their dumb kids all over Facebook and whatever else. I, I would like to say, and I think I can stand by this number, I have posted less than 20 pictures, maybe even less than 10, and if I have- Of, your, po- of both kids put together combined, or each kid? Combined. Wow. Combined. I, I don't do it. Don't, and I have friends- Every five minutes. I mean, it's like, I don't, that's why I was saying earlier, you know, we were talking about the Christmas cards. I throw them right in the trash these days. We we're talking about that last, you know, last year at the end of the year. It's because I don't need updates anymore because I see pictures 15 times a day of all your kids. I've yelled at my sister about how, how, um, 
giving she is of information about her kids. I've told friends of mine, I'm unsubscribing. Don't take it personally. I just, I, I can't, I can't, I got my own kids to deal with. I can't look at your kids all no, day. You don't talk about your kids to the point where I'm like, they're still still alive, right? Yeah, yeah. People like, are, yeah, still got kids. Allie still asked me. Still? I don't I never. I rarely still have custody. And I rarely bring them up. <laughs> still have custody. Yes, that's for the judge to decide. We'll update you on that later. But you, what what about the ratio? So you don't post a lot of pictures of your kids online. I know this, and you don't like posting pictures. Period. What about pictures that you have actually printed out physically? Zero. You you have not. <laughs> come on. I've printed zero pictures because uh, you have some that the, use it. You, because the one thing I like more than kids are trees. So I've posted, printed zero pictures. My wife- You're a tree hugger, not a kid hugger. One time, uh, one time she made me one of those books, like, um, you know, where you upload a bunch of pictures, and then and then she gave me the book for- Oh, yeah, like an album? Yeah, it was like the worst birthday gift I ever got, but no, in a, it was- <laughs> I mean, of, it doesn't really have much functionality. Right. I was like, that was this thing full of coupons? you could just put it on a mug or something. Like, Is there a check in here? I kept shaking the book. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, no, so I drink my coffee out of that book now. It's a real mess, but <laughs> I wanted it to double function. Now, so she um, she gave me that. But I, I listen, I got friends. They've got social media accounts for their kids already. They've decided so like, So they have oh, their own separate accounts. Their own separate. Oh, man, they're going to be so ha- These kids are like two years old. Oh, they're going to be so happy when they grow up and they found out that I was able to get their name. I was a- I was able I to- took the handle for them. I was able to get Dylan London Dylan on uh, Instagram. See, I don't I I'm all about people creating Instagram accounts for their pets, but I feel like kids are not a standalone. Well, that's such a gay uh that's such a gay take to have, by the way. And I would imagine that many I other- would never follow a baby. Uh, I, I could talk to another person about what animals they follow online, and I would not be able to talk to somebody about what babies they follow online. Here's my theory in general. I think they say dogs which we all know are far superior to cats anyway, No, are, I think they max out at the education of a two- or three-year-old human. Like, I think that's as smart as they get. Obviously, they can't really grasp. Really? That's pretty smart. It's pretty smart, right? So, my theory is- Is that like the, like the poodle, like the, the the smartest of the smart? Yes, the smartest of the smart. And then, like, at lab, Labrador's, like, maybe Well, Labrador's months. are kind of smart. <laughs> I think it's more like the uh, chihuahuas okay. and, uh, you know, some of the uh, miscellaneouses, right? But- I think that uh, up until the point where the kid would be two or three, the dog takes priority because they're still smarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then eventually it becomes, you know, uh, a battle of smarts. Yeah, but I still would say like an older dog. I mean, once once a kid can is like five or six years old, they start actually saying stuff that's funny. I could see myself investing in that, maybe in their little YouTube channel or something. But a dog is going to be equally entertaining their entire life. Right, dogs think. are equally entertaining, and I was thinking More about sustainable, funny. I, I was thinking about this the other day as I was picking up. I was I had two dirty diapers in one hand, and I was picking up dog crap in the other hand, and I was thinking, God, life is good. It. <laughs> this is exactly how I pictured it. I was thinking <laughs> to myself as I had uh, three pounds of fecal in both of my hands. Saying this is exactly how I was hoping today was going to go. Uh, no, but I remember thinking, I, it's less annoying for me to pick up my dog's poop than it is to pick up the baby's poop. Right. And I don't, maybe it's just because the dog doesn't need a whole changing and creaming and everything else, but it just seems, um, for some reason, I should I should be more okay with the, the baby poop because, you know, but, I made that baby. I didn't make the dog. I mean, I picked the dog up, drove it home, bought it food, but I didn't make the dog. I mean, you're keeping the dog alive just like you're keeping your kids alive, but th- with the difference between kids and pets is that dogs, for the most part, don't crap on themselves. And that, kids do. Right. My dog has never crapped on my iPhone. I've had my dog 13 years. <laughs> never once have I had to Google how to get dog crap out of my iPhone. Yeah. But baby poop out of the iPhone, I'm, I'm Googling that almost regularly. Yeah, I think that the, the, the baby poop can get in places that you never knew existed, and that's what makes the difference. But this is another argument for why cats are better, because you don't have to clean up their poop at all. That's the one benefit. Except you then have like a little tiny sand volleyball court full of turds in your basement or living room or wherever else. That's another story for another day. All this discussion of poop is probably not putting you in the mood for breakfast. But indirectly, (laughs) that means we could be saving your life and we'll explain exactly why next on the all-new Channel Q. This is No Things Considered. No Things Considered. We'll be right back. Channel Q. 
No Things Considered, Channel Q. This is No Things Considered on the all-new Channel Q. Thanks for hanging out with us and loading us your ear holes. That right there is Allie. My name is Kevin. We hang out together in case you're new to the show and we learned that there are new people listening. You're all caught up. Every, no, they're not all caught up. They've missed a lot, and shame on you for not being here sooner. Uh, Allie, of course, a lesbian lady, recently married to her longtime girlfriend that happens to look an awful lot like her, and I have a feeling if they do those uh, at-home DNA tests, they'll find out that they probably share relatives. Okay, no. And you know what? Since I cut my hair, we're even more unalike looking because I have short hair now, and she has long hair and bangs. Oh, well, now you've gone from looking Lesbians like her. Lesbians don't all look alike, you, okay, you, Kevin? You went from looking like her more attractive younger sister to her <laughs> older, less attractive older <laughs> sister. Her older aunt. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah some, that's some haircut you got. I don't know what that haircut was, but boy. That, Do you think that I look like an, uh, an aunt or a mom now that I have short hair? You look like an aunt. You look like, uh, you know how some people have the fun aunt? You don't look like that one. What? You look like the aunt that may or may not get invited to uh, Thanksgiving. What? Because the aunt brings with her a lot of baggage, and um, and everyone can tell when they find that short hair in their food, it came from that aunt. That's my arm fat. That's not baggage. <laughs> well, uh, we will... Listen, you're always welcome here. This is a totally interactive, totally inclusive environment, even if your haircut made you look like a silly aunt. And I know that people... <laughs> seem silly. To, that's pe- even worse. People were a big fan of uh, us discussing... I think that was last week. We were talking about the haircut and how you were um, devastated that no one noticed you had gotten a new haircut. Yeah, and the only person that did notice just said, you got a haircut, and then sort of said it looks good, but then moved on to the question, why did you cut your hair? Which I feel like is the most insulting question you can get. Someone pointed out uh, the question on Twitter, which I guess I I could ask you, which is, would you have rather I said, I hate your haircut? Like, would you rather people say nothing at all, or would you rather they come up and say, oh, I'm acknowledging you got a haircut, and boy, do I hate it. I'm sick of nothing at all. I'm so done with everyone just saying nothing instead of, say, like, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Just say what you think. If you don't, do you not like my hair? Does it look like crap? Well, listen. If you we, hate it, then tell me. What we could have done is we could have done the way to actually communicate in 2019, which is say it looks great to your face and then immediately talk online by commenting on your picture how horrible it looks. And then if I text you about it, you text, start to text back and then ghost me. Yeah, that's right. Ghost you forever until your hair grows back. Hey, hit <laughs> this me is a- just giving people complexes. No wonder people are depressed. Someone else recommended that you can use that horse shampoo if you want your hair to grow faster. Uh, it's called like Mane and Lovely or something like that. What? Someone recommended a certain shampoo you can use that's meant for horses but can actually help humans' hair grow faster. And they said that maybe you could use that to grow back. Someone else uh, asked if you could borrow any of my wife's extensions for your hair. Uh, the color doesn't match up, but we could look into it. That anyway, so great. Uh, listen, Blonde extensions. Here's the problem. Uh, all of our lives, we were told the most important meal of the day is breakfast. Breakfast, breakfast, breakfast. In fact, one of the many New Year's resolutions that I've been keeping with this year is I wake up an hour before I need to actually wake up, which has been incredibly difficult. And You're I still f- doing that? Still doing it. Wow. Shocking. I made it through the entire month of January into February, and I'm still waking up an hour before I need to wake up. Usually, it's because there's a kid screaming from the other room, but regardless, I'm still getting up and getting out of bed. And usually I would just unplug the monitor and cover my head under a pillow. (laughs) I don't need to be up right now. But I have also forced myself to eat breakfast every single day at home because I wasn't doing it for a while. And then I would get, you know, like sometime around noon, I would be like ravenous and I would just... Run. Yeah, you didn't really have a good system. Like Not, from no. knowing you well in the in the, I mean, we were together in the very early morning hours for a right. long time. We were working alongside. So I knew you would not eat anything before you got to, you know, it's like you you got get up at 4 a.m. and don't eat until at least noon or 1 o'clock. And at that point you're so ra- I'm so ravenous. You're I'm hangry. Horrible uh, in addition to being hangry, I would just make horrible decisions, eat way more than I probably should have at that time because I was so hungry and then I would feel like garbage afterwards and be exhausted because I just put this, you know, three pound hamburger into my stomach in the middle of the day and that was the first thing my body got. So I was watching you over the last few years, shockingly, losing a lot of weight, not just hair weight, but body weight as well. <laughs> and I noticed the more weight the more you were eating, the more you were losing. Like it was weird. You would you would constantly be snacking. Sometimes it was super annoying because we'd be having a conversation on the air and I would ask you a question and the yeah. answer would just be chomping into a and carrot. It was carrot time, yeah. But sometimes it was yogurt. And I'd be like, Hey Ali, I'm just going through like an emotional thing in my marriage right now. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> this is strawberry banana. But so I decided, all right, well if it's working for her. Um, working for that unfun aunt over there, maybe I give it a shot. <laughs> and no, part of the reason probiotics can be fun is, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> is I decided that uh, if I start eating, maybe right out of the gate, give give the body a little fuel. Everyone's been saying it my whole life, eat some breakfast. Eat some, and I also have argued. I think breakfast. We're not going to get into this now. No, we I, can't open this. Breakfast is the greatest meal of the day in general. It's the meal that brings me the most joy. I like the options. I 
if ever given an opportunity to go anywhere, any time of the day, and there's breakfast available, there's at least a 60 to maybe 80% chance I will order breakfast. Because of the bacon, I think it's got the greatest meat options. Um, great meat options, a new show coming to Channel Q, by the way, uh, <laughs> later later this week. But I want to see not-so-great meat options. Uh, that, no, that, that'll be on here as well, but uh, that's after a love mm. line. Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, but I'm, I don't agree with you, but yes, I understand. You, so, you want to so you're cooking breakfast for yourself every morning, and you're happier, and you're what in a better mood throughout the day as a result. Well, no, I thought I was. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I wasn't really seeing results. But now, lo and behold, now you're just fatter. Lo and behold, this is what they are saying. All the same people that I think used to say breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and we should eat it more, are now saying that eating breakfast may be making you fat. So, I'm so perplexed right now because I. Fu- I don't ever know who these people are that say things, but you that's one of those expressions you hear. Oh, yeah, breakfast, the most important meal of the day. Well, yeah, it's they, supposed to get your metabolism going. It's right. supposed to jumpstart the whole system of eating and then, you know, ultimately expelling. That's what the goal is. Really what they're saying, <laughs> they're trying to come up with a more clever way to say, need to poop before 10 a.m. Yeah. That's really what they're getting at. Right. So, But it, I think it probably depends on what kind of breakfast you're eating. Like, if you're eating 10 pounds of bacon every morning and, you know, like granola and fruit and a whole like I mean then that might be bad but if you're just eating a little like a, a banana something to get yourself going that can't be bad for you that's not making you fatter what they found is that people that didn't have morning meals were about one pound lighter than breakfast lovers <laughs> one pound? And, they, and they didn't have that could be water weight they didn't have an increase in any appetite during the day so all of the reasons that uh, I think that you're supposed to eat right and I'm sure there's nutritionists that would argue this and I'm sure there's other people that are like I eat oatmeal every day and I'm Regular as a, what's that expression they use? What's Cow? the other one? Reg- I no, I think it's like, oh. like a banker's whistle or something. I don't know. There's some expression. <laughs> expression. Banker's yeah, here's whistle. The problem. Expressions are all like from the 1920s. That's why they're expressions. We all know. They haven't been updated in a while. So a lot of them, I'm sure, are incredibly racist, sexist, homophobic, and about jobs that don't exist anymore. <laughs> regular than a coal miner's cough. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the new study found that people who eat regular breakfast actually ended up consuming more calories throughout the day, gained more weight than people who skipped the morning meals altogether. So no, I guess the big breaking news is if you don't eat, you get skinnier. <laughs> if you do not eat breakfast, so now you've eliminated one meal out of the day completely, so now you're down to two meals. So Guess what? You're skinnier. This, I, you know what, I think that this is the only reason this is being talked about is because of that intermittent fasting crap. And that's what they're doing. Is they're trying to prove that if you don't eat for a 12-hour period, that's the only thing that scientifically proves that you're actually going to lose weight. So if you go to bed at like 10 p.m. and then you get up, you're not supposed to eat until 10 a.m. the next day. You're supposed to have a whole 12-hour period where you're not eating anything. So maybe that's what this is. Well... The uh, research continues to say that other um, other people will argue, including the United States Department of Agriculture, who says healthy eating guidelines include the Americans should consume 36% of their daily calories from their breakfast. So they're saying you're supposed to take uh, just over a third of the calories you're supposed to ingest all day right out of the gate. I've heard other people say drink a cold glass of water as soon as you get up in the morning. Ugh. Everyone's got their own theories for things you should do, not do. There's plenty of people in line getting cold-pressed juices right now. Um, but uh, turns out if you have decided to start eating breakfast because you think it's better for you, apparently um, that's not necessarily the case. So I feel bad for the early bird special people now. I, f- I feel like restaurants that have great breakfast deals are going to be seeing a slump now well, because of articles like this. And we've, I feel we've, bad. We've always felt bad for the early, the early <laughs> bird breakfast people, haven't we? Really? Going to rearrange their entire I mean, they're day on, they're save on 30 cents time, on eggs? Let's be honest. Uh, all right. So there you go. You can go ahead and make of it what you will. Uh, but that is, of course, research. When we get back, uh, we will uh, get into uh, Just the Tip Tuesday coming up a little bit later. Going to uh, break down Valentine's Day, get you in the mood for that. Also, a news it or lose it is only a few minutes away right here. Here on No Things Considered, that's Allie, I'm Kevin. This is the all-new Channel Q. No Things Considered. Channel Q. We'll be right back. No Things Considered. Channel Q. This is No Things Considered on Channel Q. Thanks for being with us. Radio.com. You can take us everywhere. Download, listen to us from the car, into the office, or anywhere else you choose to go. Do not miss a word, because we could be in the middle of one topic get out of the car by the time you're somewhere else. Who knows what we're talking about? We don't even know half the time. Or we're still rambling about the same topic. Yeah, in which case you miss nothing. But Radio.com is a great place to be listening to us, a variety of other stations, download for free, and favorite uh, Channel Q. Thank you very much for your support. Probably the most supportive audience 
uh, of any place we've ever worked as far as people that um, like what we're talking about, get into it, get involved. We can't thank you enough. That is Allie right there, a lesbian. I am uh, Kevin, token straight guy, and we talk about some stuff going on in the world in our lives coming up. We'll get into just the tip Tuesday, Valentine's Day, especially for those of you that are planning on getting engaged. And there's a lot of people, like uh, I think upwards of 100,000, maybe even a million people that plan on popping the question on Valentine's Day. So we'll talk about that. Still that many? Just the tip Tuesday. Uh, People get caught up in the romance. And we will also, of course, get into News It or Lose It in a few moments. But I wanted to ask you about the concept of being gay. We've talked before about getting perks, gay perks, right? And, And sometimes those happen when you go somewhere, like to a a gay Doc club, Martin, for instance, oh. or a Doc Martin warehouse, for, for, <laughs> and you get the discount. If you're wearing flannel, you get 25% off. I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day who works, uh, he's a writer on TV shows, and he was talking about you know this, the quest. He was talking about his money. He was talking about how much money he had. Yeah, that's He was okay. actually talking to his money. I was just eavesdropping. <laughs> I love you. No, you hang up. And no. he was talking about the, the way that everyone is, you know, being super sensitive to be totally inclusive. And when it comes to the hiring process, as far as minorities, as far as, you know, uh, sexuality, as far as gender, that's the big one as well. Just a lot of a lot of different um, things that Hollywood is now really making a conscious effort to do. Yeah, right? they're trying to shove it down everyone's throats. Guys, we are totally inclusive and we are going we're, we're being progressive right so they want to check all the boxes and they want to make sure we know that they're checking the boxes now it used to be like funny guy from harvard would get a job as a writer and then he'd be like i know six people that are just like me that are also funny and voila that became the cast of the simpsons or the writers for the simpsons or all of the late night shows there's this stigma right that all these late night shows are a bunch of kind of rich privileged highly educated white people Mm-hmm. That men, for the most part, too, that were kind of, you know, when they look around at the writer's room and they said, wow, look around. This is a bunch of people and they all look rather similar and maybe they have the same kind of life experiences. And is this, are we doing the best thing we can be doing? Right. And I think that people are taking a look at this, sometimes overcompensating, but other times I think they're probably doing what they should do for the, not just for the betterment of culture, but for the betterment of their show, right? Because you have someone who's like, hey, here's a funny thing that's going on in my culture that you don't even know about, and maybe we can write about this. Yeah, I think that there are some shows and some, I mean, especially in Hollywood, that are inherently inclusive, and then there are others that are just really, really trying to make it seem like they're inclusive. Right. And you can tell, you can tell by like the casting calls. It's like, we're just looking for that really hot Asian chick who's really smart, but really, like, you know, they try to check all the boxes of, like, these characters who are not, like, stereotypical racist characters, but just, like, I don't know. Well, listen, I don't do, uh, as you can tell by my face, I don't do a lot of TV, but every once in a while, someone will send me a um, an audition for, like, a cartoon or something animated. And I've gotten, over the years, you know, I don't know, 50 of these things. And they used to say things like, this role, uh, guys, uh, uh, you know, a drug dealer from Jamaica, like really play up the accent and, you know, it can you go for comedy or whatever. Now, when I see things, it'll say if, if it's about any sort of character where they're, they're, they're nationality or their ethnicity is involved in the role, they will say, please do not read for these roles unless you are of that nationality. That right. They don't want that anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, unfortunately, I will not be getting any roles as a Jamaican drug dealer in the near future, which is unfortunate because that was my wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> I got some weed, mom. Yeah. That, was, that was my thing. But I also know people... <laughs> that was your thing? That was it. I never really got hired for that those That was going to be your career. That was going to be my career. Oh, how unfortunate for voicing you. Voicing Jamaicans, selling drugs, which... <laughs> uh, wrong on a, a couple of levels, I get it. The reason I bring this up here on Channel Q is because... My buddy was telling me that there's been an interesting shift, as he noticed, and that is that um, being gay used to, when he would hire or be up for a job, that was always an exciting addition. Like, uh, we were looking at three guys. This person's gay, though. They're like, great. Let's bring, that, that's great difference, dif- differentiating factor. Let's bring them in. He said that he believes that there are so many gay people working in Hollywood that that is no longer at least in in the you know world that he circles he's traveling in 
that is no longer considered a minority. Like there's no more preferential or uh, we're people, too accepted now. You're too accepted. <laughs> and sometimes he says like they'll look around the room. They're like, is anyone in here straight? And they're like, we gotta find a straight person in here. Hey. And that's when they hire that Jamaican drug dealer. Straight Jamaican drug. <laughs> and he's deal. like, I'm gay. Uh, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that. I mean, from a right, it depends on the show, right? If you're writing for a show that's like Orange is the New Black or something, and there's all these gay storylines, you got to have a significant amount of writers who are gay in order to, like, if if you realize that all the people that wrote for that show were a bunch of, like, straight white dudes, you'd be mm. like, this is not okay. How the show got real funny. Yeah. <laughs> How the show get so funny all And the really show? successful. Wait, but- on so the you got to have a hi- higher quota. Yeah, but on it's... the contrary, that listen to this. What if it's you and a bunch of your gay lesbians, and you're all writing on that show, and you, you and you're doing, you're writing all this stuff, and it makes perfect sense to you because you're in the know, you're in that world, right? You get it. You know, you've been to jail. You know what it's like to be with two women in the laundry facility. Nice. And then I'm watching the show, and as a straight man, I don't get it, right? Like it was not explained in a way that. I, as an outsider, am able to like even process. Like I'm like, I don't, why are what these is... women main characters? <laughs> no, no, no not, that, not that. Not like, that. What does that term mean? Or I'm lost by this concept. You need to have the other opinion in there as well to be like, maybe no, we can make, to, yeah. make this clearer. You need to have a lot of different perspectives. I agree with that. But I think that, like for like for example, the show that I'm creating, Butch Pal for the Straight Gal. If I was a straight white dude and I was writing that, that wouldn't. I don't think that people would take it as seriously. Yeah, but also if you only had gay people working on that show. I intend to. I know. And I I remember you did auditions and you said like everyone showed up and they were either gay or faking gay, right? Yeah. There were some people that were straight that were trying to butch themselves up a little bit. Yeah. But it's like if I, like we don't have a director yet. So is it okay if I have a male director? Because this is a cast of women and it's about project about women and about making over women. So if I was to hire like a gay guy director, would that be okay? Or do I have to hire a woman? Well, wh- why? In the, let's go out of the entertainment industry for a second and say, why would a woman hire a male stylist or a male, um, you know, a, a male hairdresser, right? And a lot of women, like you could, if, by that argument, you could say like they'll never understand what it's like to be me with my head of hair as a man walking around with a ju- with junk, but. Yeah, we've but then all accept- all the guys now have super long hair. Not, well, that's the part. No, but we've accepted, and, and, and as a society, like, there are certain things, we talked about this before, like if you find out your interior designer is gay, it's like, oh, good, they're going to be good, right? They're going to know what they're doing, as right. opposed to like, did you know he has a wife and uh, six kids, and ugh, <laughs> what is he doing? What the hell? Uh, why did we pick, but, but, and look, of course- I hate to have, even have to say this in this day and age, but because people like to take things out of context, I understand anyone can be good or bad at anything, no matter what their ethnicity, nationality, sexual preference, etc. is. Yeah, I'm sure there are bad gay interior designers out there, and but, that guy's getting work because he's gay. But I'm just saying, that's Ali, by the way. Quote Ali is saying that. <laughs> gay people are bad interior designers. That's an Ali quote. No, I said, that I bet there are bad ones out there. Oh, I'm offended by that. Hey, uh, hey uh, Rasta drug dealer, you offended by That is offensive, mom. <laughs> See? He's offended, too. <laughs> that is offensive, Ron. Um, think that, about that's, it, though. I can't believe that was ever your bread and butter. Think about it. Uh, I never. No, I called it my bread and butter because I never got those rolls, so I would have eaten bread and butter for dinner. <laughs> that's why I called it that. But think about that for a second, that being gay, it, it, and I don't know if you think of that as a, like, that's an exciting, proud moment now, that no, because there are so many working gay people, at least in the circles this guy rolls in, he said that no longer is a is a standout, and he was saying this because he was talking to a buddy of his who is gay, and he was saying how he used to get hired for, they'd bring him in sometimes last minute, they knew, like, he, he's like, I know that I got this, you know, he's qualified, he's a good writer, but he would also skip a lot of the hiring process steps because he felt like the gay card got him a little bit further along, and he said now, he was saying it's like just as hard now, and, and my buddy who's white was like, welcome, <laughs> welcome well, to my world. Yeah. Welcome to my world. I bet it does depend on the industry because if you're like, okay, like a uh, national park park ranger 
Okay, there are plenty of lesbians doing that already. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that being like, I'm a lesbian, really gets you very far because they're like, yeah, so is everybody else. Hairdresser's another one, right? But if you go over to, like, politics, me being a lesbian, that's still a huge deal if I'm going to be in politics. You should be running for something right now. You absolutely should. should Why am I not running for something? Well, listen, think about it. we got to take a break. We'll be back in a moment, talk about some things that are happening in the world. Uh, News It or Lose It, where we give you some possible headlines, whittle it down to the stories that we'll be talking about as we kick off next hour right here. On the all-new Channel Q, this is No Things Considered. No Things Considered. We'll be right back. Channel Q. No Things Considered. Channel Q. Channel Q. It's good to be with you. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, all afternoon, each and every day. You can catch us right around noon Pacific time to 2 o'clock. Uh, of course, we'll throw in some Tegan and Sarah, and you'll probably hear that song from Bradley Cooper and uh, Lady Gaga, but you'll also get us talking about things going on. Coming up next hour, we'll get to Just the Tip Tuesdays, uh, breaking down Valentine's Day and making your life better one tip at a time. And um, we will also kick off the hour with uh, our news segment, which is uh, going to be decided right now. This is News It or Lose It. No Things Considered presents News It. Or lose it. All right, here's the first story. This gory medical case shows why you should never, ever swallow a toothpick. Man, I know you want me to lose that, but I'm so fascinated by it. I don't really know if we need more to the story other than don't I mean, swallow toothpicks. I think I think we get everything we need out of that. And yeah. I think that in this article, it's really just a bunch of pictures that are disgusting. All right. I'm going to say lose it, unfortunately, but keep it aside. I'll look at it after, All right. after the show. Excuse me. That was a toothpick. I'm recurgent. Excuse me. I had a toothpick for breakfast. That was part of the reason I'm not going to get so fat. All right. Here's how long airline blankets actually get washed. Okay, I am intrigued, and I say we definitely have to news that. Yeah, I agree. Not that people use them that much, not even that they're offered that much, but when they are, uh, I know that you're supposed to stay away. In fact, I think those blankets are dirtier than hotel blankets. But anyway, we'll get into that uh, next hour for sure. All right, next one. News it or lose it. Black China goes wild in Hawaii and other celebrity vacations. Uh, You know, I personally have no interest in any of that. (laughs) I'm already confused about the location of the story. Is it in Hawaii or China? I've lost complete control. But I, I'm It's in s- Black China. Uh, is, this, is this the new uh, who's on first? Black China goes wild in Hawaii? But where? Uh, uh, I think we should just lose that. Tie dollar sign. <laughs> I'm going to say lose it. Okay. Final headline. I'm sorry. I can't. I'm Pegan. Oh, wow. A new Pegan. term. Pegan. Peganism. Huh. You want to learn about it? I think I think, that's I think it's pe- going to infuriate you, but I think we should check. All it right, out. in that case, I wonder if it's people that only eat peas or people that only drink their own <laughs> urine. Uh, but I know that's a thing that was trending on on like. Um... Can I have a peatini? Thank you. All right. uh, I think <laughs> be, I think it'll be called an apple peeny actually. But <laughs> anyway, all right, I'll, let's go with those two. We'll kick off the next hour. News it or lose it. I'm going to find out those two stories and more when we return right here on the all new Channel Q. This is No Things Considered. No Things Considered. Channel Q. We'll be right back. No Things Considered, Channel Q. Oh, yeah, you've made it to Hour 2. This is No Things Considered, a show hosted by a lesbian right there, a straight man right here, and we sit around, talk about things going on in the world and in our lives. And as you know, coming up later this hour, Just the Tip Tuesday returns. Some people letting us know on Twitter at NTC Show that every tip we've given out in Just the Tip Tuesdays has made their life either far better or far worse. Oh, well, if you are on the fence about whether to break up or propose over Valentine's Day, I think that this Just the Tip Tuesday is going to help you decide. So that is coming up uh, just after we break down the headlines that we picked a few moments ago live before your very ears. News it or lose it, something that we do each and every day on the show to keep you informed or keep you abreast, as Allie likes me to say. Where? Of all of the things happening in the actual world. Uh, It is time now for the uh, two headlines we've decided on in this edition of news it or lose it. All right. Uh, Pegan. Is it a name? Starting with Pegan. I thought you were going to start with the airline blanket one, but that's okay. Let's start with Pegan. Isn't <laughs> Pe- isn't, Do you need to shift gears now? Isn't Pegan and Para the uh, Tegan and Sarah cover band that we've been playing on the station? <laughs> it actually just sounds like a new Game of Thrones character. Yeah, I like that. Um, oh, do you like Pegan? Oh, she just died. Oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, it's actually just a term for the next wave of annoying fad diets. And Peganism, or 
I guess it's not paganism. It's pagans. Combines well, two, paganism is our thing. That's like thing. witchcraft, right? Yes. I'm um, into that. You can lose a lot of weight doing that, by the way. Being pagan? If you get burned at the <laughs> stake. steady diet of foul blood. Yeah. yeah you're, you're pretty skinny <laughs> if you get burned alive. <laughs> I'm ash now. Can't you tell? Mm. Um, it combines vegans and paleo people. Um, they have now morphed into one super group, a group of people that adopt vegan and paleo culture, and they have dubbed themselves Pegans, and it's growing in popularity. I guess it made the list of 2019's most popular diet trends. Basically, what you eat is like 75% of your diet is fruits and veggies. Ugh. And then, so that you get that natural fiber. Yep. And then you eat fatty fish, flax seeds, Ugh. nuts, avocados, olives, oils, and then no cheese, no sugar, and no wheat or other glutinous grains. Seems to me that you would only have enough time in the day to be on the toilet or telling everyone that you're peganism now. <laughs> but I'm, I, don't, I'm I don't even know if you'd have enough time to tell everyone that because you'd be on the toilet so much based on the diet of grains, fiber. It's a lot of fiber. I think from the fruits and vegetables, it's a lot of fiber, and then you're eating the oils, too, so that's just really keeping everything fluid, fl- flowing freely. But I think that it depends like on what you want to do. If you don't want to eat meat, then you're you're just eating a bunch of gr- you're eating like oatmeal and fruits and vegetables, and that's it. But some people are like the red meat people, those super paleo, muscly guys. But if you're a pegan, then you don't get to eat any of the meat. No, I think you... I think there's a, a little wiggle room there. Well, you no, could be you like, I'm a meat-eating pegan, or I'm a oh, fish-eating pegan. Got it. I'm a pesca-pegan? Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> just keep, a pesca-pegan. Just keep adding stuff to yeah. it? I'm a flexa-pegan. That's <laughs> when you go back and forth, and you're not really sure. Pan-pegan. Right. That's like, I love all animals. Right. It depends you, on the, my relationship to no, them. No, pan-pegan, <laughs> I think, would mean that you're a pegan, but you also are pansexual. <laughs> Or you don't cook any I'm of the f- You don't cook any of the foods on your pegan diet in a pan. I think that's what that means. You're a panless pegan. I only do walks. Uh, well, this is super confusing, but it's a great term to have in your back pocket in case you have to one up somebody who because that, that's listen. I understand people do all sorts of things for health and. They want to feel better. We were talking earlier in the show today about how I started eating breakfast this year because I thought it was better for me. Turns out it's just making me fat. Um, but it does seem like there's a lot of one up one up one-upsmanship that goes on in the world of uh, diets, and, and, and when someone will say things like, I'm a vegetarian, that used to be like, wow, that's pretty impressive, good for you, and then someone else will come along, and they'll be like, oh, look at that vegetarian over there eating eggs and cheese. Yeah, like butter, like a right. loser. Right, right. But I think it's all about like being the first person to discover X diet, you know, yeah. like, oh, well, now it's peganism, and like, no, that's what I do now, and you're suddenly so cool, but I feel, what I feel bad for... I feel bad for the restaurant industry because they're just getting down with the, you know, putting asterisks next to the menu items saying this does this contains gluten or this can be made vegan. And now there's another now there's a pegan one like that. They, they well, that's they, why they the restaurants uh, ever more, keep up more than ever. I feel like I've put the uh, all requests for modifications politely declined. I feel like that's kind of what what they're putting now on the menu because they can't keep up with it. But you have to be you have to be you have to have certain clout in order to do that. Like, you can't just be like, it's McDonald's, guys. No, no substitution. You're right. You have to be a decent restaurant. <laughs> yeah, you have, you have to have, to, like, a star. Or you have to at least have kind of pride. Look, there's restaurants, and I appreciate this. I don't like it, but I appreciate it. There's certain things they will not make to go. Like, if I want to do a pickup order, they're like, we can't make that to go. I say, why? I'll pay for it. They go, because we don't think it's going to taste the way the chef would want it to taste by the time you got home. Like, it's got, you know, raw egg in it or a souffle. And I go... If yeah. I want steak tartare delivered. Yeah, if I want to eat steak tartare that's been in a car for 45 minutes, then what's wrong that's with that? Steak tartare. But they, that's a great, why is that not taken off? <laughs> Forget about this peganism nonsense. I'm, I'm going to start identifying myself as steak tartare, okay? <laughs> I just eat raw steak from I, people's cars. I just eat, if any stranger brings me raw meat in their car, I will eat it. That also could be a, a new show no, on the station. No, thanks. Is that cooked? Mm, yeah, <laughs> Not interested. That. <laughs> uh, that was a little too close to the heater in the car. It looks like it got seared. But, so uh, that is a new thing now. And remember, um, no matter what you identify as at a restaurant, you are not as good as someone who claims to be peganism. Yeah. Well, I wonder. I, I wonder if we should look into this, if there are more diet names or sexualities. Hmm. 
That is something. Write it down on your list of good ideas. I know there's it's a, right now it's it? a blank sheet of paper still, but write it down <laughs> and let's let's try to do that later this week or early next week. All right, moving on. There are you plen- can quiz me by the way. You can say things like, "Is this a diet or a sexuality?" Yeah. Because if you were to say to me pansexual before I started working here and knew that, I would have said, "Oh, that's definitely a that's a love like, of potted, yes, <laughs> a love of kitchenware." Yeah, this person that just won't do anything fried. They just cook everything in a pan. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. So maybe that's interesting. We'll do that later. Yeah. Veganism, I also would have maybe guessed was a sexuality. Yeah, to be completely honest. totally. All right. There are plenty of things you're supposed to avoid while flying. I, I didn't know this. You're never supposed to turn off your air vent. You're never supposed to order the tea. You're never supposed to go barefoot in an aircraft, but also- Of course not. Everyone knows that. I mean, just out of pol- being polite. Yeah, but, but also I, all the- Why would you- If you're walking anywhere in an aircraft, it's usually to the bathroom. Why would you ever want to go barefoot in the bathroom? I see people at urinals sometimes in flip-flops. I go, these people are living on the edge. Yeah, but I, I never did that until I flew out of the country. And then I was like, oh, why do I have shoes on? This is stupid. I should just be barefoot because that's much more comfortable. Yeah, if you're sitting in your seat, but even barefoot, would I would think would mean socks, like special flying socks. Yeah, but then if you got to get up, you got to put your socks back on, your shoes back on. And well, you're you just like, go, this isn't worth it. You shouldn't go full frontal barefoot on a flight. Ever. Just because the carpets are dirty? You know what that guy says on the morning show here. Oh, there's my toes. I see them. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, good see, point, Kevin. He made a good point. Um, but here's the other thing you should never do. You should never use their airline-provided blankets because you want to guess how long they go between washes? The answer is there is no washing, period. Oh, God. I, I don't even, think that- Even the period blankets don't get washed? <laughs> That's horrible. I guess they just refold and stuff them back in the bins in between flights. Uh, This person said, the only fresh ones I've ever seen were the originating first flight in the morning. And after that, they don't like, they they even repackage them and put them back in the plastic without washing them in between. I don't think that's a surprise. I mean, I think as the airlines have cut things and charge you, you know, for luggage and fuel surcharges and everything else, you can't think to yourself, oh, they must be saving so much money that they're just going to put it all towards making sure these blankets are properly laundered. I, I think that that would be understandable. I don't even, I can't even tell you the last time I've been on a flight where a blanket's been offered, unless it was for purchase, because I think like JetBlue will let you buy a blanket, but I'm pretty sure those are new ones. Um, there, yeah, I mean, I remember there have been times a red eye flight. I guess is usually the case where like if if you find a blanket like in an overhead bin, sometimes people will just grab it. But those things. I mean, it's the equivalent of going into a hotel room that you know has been used by 15 people before you, but there was no maid service in there at all. You would never get in that bed, ever. No, no, no. And what what I learned recently about that, about the hotel blankets, the dirtiest thing is not just the blank. It's not just the blankets or the comforter. It's that little duvet thing that they put at the edge of the bed. You know that little thing where it's like about the dust sh- uh, dust ruffle or the sham? Yeah, the sham that goes on the bottom of the bl- like you know the edge of the bed. Oh yeah, where they usually put like your little hey welcome to this hotel thing. I've been calling I that know- the jizz catcher. Is that not the <laughs> appropriate name for it? Oh no, wait. I think that is right. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. It doesn't uh, sound as No, fancy. that's a soap dish. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I understand why it's so filthy. Uh, we're going to get fired. Um, no, I, I, I know somebody who works in hotel industry, and she knows about like what they clean and how often, and she said that is the dirtiest thing in the entire hotel room. Right, because that, that thing, because never you never, cleaned. ever wash it. Or she said the chairs... Like the, the, the little sofa chair. chairs and yes. stuff like that, because those never, ever get cleaned, and people could put all kinds of weird stuff. Uh, people lay on them bare ass. Like, uh, I've been yeah. in a hotel before, and you get out of the shower, you're like, oh, I don't have to worry about getting my wet body all over my furniture. Yeah. I'll just lay on this thing, and then I, I don't think to myself, yeah, and everyone else had the exact same thought and laid on this thing bare ass, too, and they're never coming in and cleaning this thing. I have a great idea. I'm going to lay on this bare ass. No one's ever thought of it before. <laughs> I'm um, like the Christopher Columbus of this ottoman. <laughs> Sit right on it, bare ass. And so when it comes to flying, you're supposed to BYOB, bring your own blanket. And booze. I, and, booze. I, and, your, and booze. I don't, I actually, I'm going to adopt this because I use the blankets 100% of the time. Ugh. If they're there, I'm like, yep, I Filthy. crack it open. I put it all over my body. I, if I have a window seat, I'm usually like cozying up with it against my face. Yeah, so I'm going to stop doing that. And um, I feel bad for the next person, not for you. I'm just saying it's <laughs> gross for the next person. It smells like lesbian. Oh, um, and then the other dirtiest thing is the tray tables, which they clean about once a day. 
All right. Well, listen, we've already given you so much knowledge. How could we possibly outdo ourselves? Well, we probably won't, but we will try to. When we get back, just the tip Tuesdays, if you're thinking about uh, taking the plunge or making the next step or whatever the case may be, walking over the threshold, insert your favorite euphemism, analogy, et cetera, here. Um, people getting married. A lot of people are going to be getting married next week for Valentine's Day. And uh, these are very important questions you should be asking yourself or your significant other before you decide to do that. We'll break it down in just the Tip Tuesday, which is next right here on Channel Q. No Things Considered. We'll be right back. Channel Q. No Things Considered. Channel Q. This is the all-new Channel Q. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate all of your ears. Uh, even if you only got one working ear, we'll take it. We are, uh, we're like the Statue of Liberty. Give us your, your broke and your sick and your... Uh, what else do they say on the Statue of Liberty, Allie? Deaf. What? Hungry. Yes, that's Four? the one. Yeah, give us all those people. We'll take it. <laughs> totally inclusive, total interactive environment here, talking about things going on in the world, in our lives. That is Allie, lesbian lady. Uh, I am Kevin, straight man. We sit around, talk about things. And uh, people say, I've seen on the Twitter, which you can follow us at HTC show, uh, excuse me, NTC show, for no things considered. That's NTC- ho things considered. Yeah, that's a very different show. <laughs> way more exciting, by the way. I'm just saying, that's, I'm a big fan of the HTC show. I consider show. this ho... <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> NTC show on Twitter or your Ali Johnson to follow Ali. I'm at the Kevin Klein. Um, people have said before that when I identify myself as a straight man, that that is false advertising. Because everyone's a little bisexual. Yeah, they say that not only is it um, false advertising because we proved on the show that I'm like whatever you said, forty percent gay or something, mm-hmm. but that it's false advertising because they say every day I'm here. I become more and more entrenched in the LGBTQ plus lifestyle. Yeah. And I'm, as you know, you have a very addictive and persuasive lifestyle. I was telling you, I'm, I'm still in the middle of watching that uh, Versace show. Um, the, the guy, you know, the yeah. on, it's on Netflix now, but the guy, you know, basically about the, the gay guy who murdered uh, Versace. And I was telling my wife, as we were watching it, I said, I'm, They are so well dressed. I said, they're having so much fun. There's all these scenes happening these gay nightclubs. And I know it's TV, whatever, but it's like, these look like so, this looks like so much fun. Oh, yeah. They're having a blast. Every single person's in good Literally, shape. Literally, they're, they're having a blast. They're dancing up and down. <laughs> uh, they, they, it's just, uh, I just feel like it's fun. I think to myself, like, wow, I, this would be fun. Yeah. And that's why gay dudes, they just, they'll do it every single night. Doesn't matter if it's a weeknight. Doesn't matter if it's, you know, 4 p.m., 1 p.m., 8 a.m. It's just all party all the time. And then suddenly they're, I mean, still they have amazing bodies and great lives. And they make all kinds of money. But they can go party, party, party all the time, and it's just a great life. Oh, sperm must I want to come back as a gay guy. Sperm must have caffeine in it, because I don't know how they have the energy for that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I it's don't just, either. It's crazy, because uh, I see it too, and I'm like, oh, that is, this happy hour's been going on for six days already. It's such a happy hour. Anyway, it's time now for us to uh, get into just the Tip Tuesdays, where we break down something going on. An expert weighs in on some tips, and hopefully you can apply this to your own life. And today, because we are now um, just about a week away from Valentine's Day, I think uh, nine days away or something like that. You should listen closely because a lot of people are planning on proposing. And Allie recently got married. She was pressured into it. <laughs> I uh, was not. I've been married for about five years now. I but... was only pressured into it really after six years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the first six were great. But then the pressure started. It was kind of similar, actually. Uh, I know everyone's got their different, like, 10-year itch and whatever. That was right around the same time, by the way, in my relationship. I think we had been dating for f- six years. And I think she got to that point where she's like, is this serious or not? Yeah, you reach like, that point where you have to have the conversation often, you know, and then it starts coming up every month and you're like, all right, I guess I have to think about what's next. And then next is the ring I said to breakup. Her, she's like, is this serious or not? I was like, we're having this discussion with the door open while I'm on the toilet going number two. I think it's pretty serious. <laughs> what else? What, what more? How much more serious? Oh, you want a ring? Okay, I got it. Uh, anyway. And look how happy we are years later. Your partner might be the one if they say or do any of the five following things on Valentine's Day. I would imagine you could apply these to the rest of the year as well, but specifically on Valentine's Day, this is how you potentially know if you are dating the one, if you're even into that sort of thing. I think the term the one is very offensive to the pansexual and the yeah, pegan community. That's the two or the right, three. Right. You may be the four. <laughs> um, here we go. Number one. They tell you you're the one. Now, this is an interesting thing because I always thought you don't wait for the other person to dictate the way the relationship goes. 
or you get trapped potentially in a position you're not comfortable being in. But if your partner sits down with you on Valentine's Day and says that they want to tell you that they found the person they've been looking for and it's you, it's never good if that conversation goes and it's the guy I met. And, it's, and you're like, um, and who is it? It says the waiter. Is it your friend Cindy? It's, oh, it's me. Oh, God. If you feel the same way about them, that's always a reassuring thing to hear. And especially if you both are on the same level at the same time, which we've talked about before in relationships, that's the hardest part is being same level, same time. I completely disagree with this. I feel like when you talk about how somebody is the one, they're definitely not the one. Like, if you have to, why do you have to have that conversation? Why do you have to classify this person that you're with and be like, are they the one? Like, why is that so important? Well, why do you have to have that conversation with your friends being like, I think that she's the one or he's the one? It's it's very easy in karate because in karate, you get to a certain level and they give you a different color belt and it signifies. I have now moved on. I'm not a brown belt anymore. I'm now a black belt, whatever. Started with that yellow belt thing. Yeah. In a relationship, other than titles, which we've talked about before, the only thing that really signifies like to the rest of the world where you, you've you know, moved on is the engagement ring, right? That's the... That's, that's the belt. Yeah. It, like I think the order goes like engagement ring, wedding ring... And then you all start wearing matching outfits when you become old people together. <laughs> and I think that's kind of the way. Matching and, khakis. Ma- matching karate outfits, actually, because you're, <laughs> you're doing karate together because you've got nothing else to do anymore. <laughs> but so I think when you're saying to someone you're the one, I think what you're really saying is I'm now putting you in a different category than all the other people I've dated. Because until you do that, other than you can say, oh, yeah, this is so much more fun than my last five relationships. If you look back on your life now, don't you have all of your exes kind of in the same category as like, these were all people I dated, maybe you broke it down from like high school, college. Yeah, and there's a couple standouts that you're like, oh, okay, that one, that one was a really special one, or that one I, you know, I still have deep feelings for. Allie's got some MVPs, but we can't say what the P stands for on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. um, Yes, I know. They are so valuable, though. Number one is if they say you're the one, and be, like, I I know uh, this is going to make me sound probably even gayer than you right now, but when I do watch The Bachelor, a lot of times they'll wait. They have the, Every season they get into like an argument over who says I love you first. And they sometimes they want to hear it because they don't want to scare the other person off. But as soon as the other person says it, they'll be like, I love you too. I love you too. I want to say, <laughs> say it. on three. Right. But I, I feel like with those shows, especially like drives home my point that everyone always have to categorize it. Like, well, this person that I s- spent time with, it was really special because blah, 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 blah. And they have to have all these conversations about how special they are to each other. And I feel like that makes it unspecial. I agree. But then again, according to psychologists or whoever put this list together, hearing you're the one and saying you're the one, I guess, makes everyone feel better. And then maybe you can fool yourselves into feeling like you're the one. All right. Number two, these are all things your partner might be, these are all things your partner might be the one if they say or do on Valentine's Day. So if if you're walking around all day with a ring in your pocket, you're thinking, I think this is the one I want to propose. Why don't you wait until they do at least a couple of these things? Because I think there are, I don't know what the percentages of people that get proposed to, engaged on Valentine's Day, and then don't end up getting married or end up getting divorced within a year, I would imagine it seems pretty high. Yeah, because you're doing the fad proposal on the most, quote, romantic day of the year. Yeah, it's clear you just want the Today Show to pay for your wedding. Okay, we get it. Mm -hmm. Number two, they say they can't believe you're here. Anything your partner might say on Valentine's Day is that they've waited a lifetime for you and now you're here. Oh, I thought it was literally like, can't believe you actually showed up to this dinner reservation. <laughs> well, that's I a made. good sign. If you had a reservation, you're here. Right, you're here. Right. If they're physically hey. in the same room, they didn't just FaceTime you, then that's a good sign. <laughs> but they say things like, um, that means they truly care about you, et cetera. This to me, once again, I don't buy into this. This sounds like a continuation of the first one. So if you don't buy into the first one, you're not going to buy into the second one. Yeah. But, but I will say on a regular basis, since we met, Katie says, I can't believe dot, dot, dot. I can't believe you're my girlfriend. I can't believe that you're my wife. I can't believe that we're getting married. I can't believe that we're in a relationship. Blah, 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 blah. Maybe it's because she's literally just thinking it's going to crash and burn at any minute still, but she says that all the time. So maybe that does account for something. Or maybe she just doesn't believe in a lot of things. Maybe she just doesn't believe. She needs to believe in more. Yeah. She still believes in the tooth fairy, though, which is weird. But she doesn't believe in... <laughs> you, I believe. But you, I can't believe that you're my girlfriend. Listen, still. I can only have so many beliefs, all right? I've decided to go with the, the tooth fairy and... Uh, Santa. This, this really... 
That's it. Number three, just the tip Tuesday here on uh, the all-new Channel Q. This is a show called No Things Considered. This is the things you want to hear from your partner if, uh, you know, you're thinking maybe they're the one. They tell you how good things are between you. Now, I, once again, understand this is one of those things that gets brought up a lot of times when things aren't good. You're trying to overcompensate for things not being good. So, you say, well, things are great between us, minus those 17 fights yeah. we had in the last week. <laughs> things are great. We should get a dog. Oh, God. That's that's the next that's thing. That's not on the list. Our shockingly. relationship is crashing and burning. Let's get an animal. Another thing that your partner might say to you on Valentine's Day is every day gets better and better. They can't imagine life without you. And that um, that's something that you want to hear. Okay. This may be the worst this list. This is so stupid. This, this, I just want you to know, the person that put this Anyone together- Anyone who said these things, I would be like, check, please. This was a psychologist that put this together. So this person has- <laughs> By a sc- psychologist, do you mean BuzzFeed writer? <laughs> uh, this was uh, Dr. BuzzFeed. <laughs> Number four. They want to talk about the future. Now, this is the first thing that makes any sense so far. Mm-hmm. The other three, all garbage. If, if you're having conversations with someone and you're talking about the future, not, not just what do you want to do for dinner tonight, but you start talking about things down the line, like, oh, what do you think you want to live one day? And you start kind of planning your life together, even if it's in a very, like, you know, fantasy sort of thing. Right. And and you either share those same things or like, oh, we should get a house in Paris or whatever. And then if you were hearing that and going, oh, God, I would Sounds never horrible. want any of those right, things, right. then you start realizing that they're not the one. But talking about the future is definitely the first step. If you share a similar I- image or vision for what you think your life could be, I, that I actually buy into. That makes sense to me. because, And that's a valuable thing to say, because if they think, oh, man, all I want to do is live in a tiny apartment in New York City my entire life, and you're thinking, I want to have a house in the suburbs with a big family, like one of you has either got to completely change your, your opinion or maybe you realize this is not necessarily the yeah, one that right. I want to plan a future with. Right. You're like, actually, I want to have kids and raise them to be pegan. No, that's it. Check. <laughs> and uh, this one, Allie, I think you can relate with as a lesbian. A big sign that they may be the one is if they ask you to move in or they ask to move oh. in. Or you have that discussion about... Let's... It was either going to be move in or scissor. I wasn't, wasn't sure which uh, one That's number six. Scissor is number six. <laughs> It's a big gesture, maybe the biggest gesture there is. I think eventually, this is the weird thing about the world these days, and I don't know how much it's changed since I wasn't dating, but it used to be like moving in with each other was a big step, and it still kind of is, but doesn't it seem like these days it just becomes like, I feel like we're just wasting, we're just kind of throwing money away since we sleep at each other's house most of the nights anyway. Yeah, It I almost feel like becomes a let's just do it because- It's economically makes yeah, it makes sense. Right, or it's annoying that I got to sit in traffic every day. Because usually before anyone moves in, I mean, this is how it was with my wife and I, I assume this is how it was with you and your girlfriend, or excuse me, wife now. But like, you would have maybe a six month, eight month period where you would just go like- one of us never actually went to our other house. Yeah, but we Unless didn't move in twos. until we were like five years dating, which is very rare in the lesbian community. But I think that you're right. When you eventually realize, hey, this is a waste of space. This is a waste of money. Is that what you call your a- wife? <laughs> no. Oh. That's what I call my apartment. Dear waste of space. Is that a Valentine's <laughs> You're the <thing>? one. <laughs> um, but I, I think that having roommates in general is something that happens way more now. So uh, I would imagine, you know what? I bet that there are more polygamous people just because you have more roommates and you live with more people on a regular basis. If hey, you have like five, six people that are living in your household, you're like, why don't we all just be in a relationship? It's easier, isn't it? Forget about the sex benefits. Let's talk about how that cuts down on your utility bill, huh? It's <laughs> really what it's about. The chore wheel, too. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, a, it's not as fun doing a chore wheel with two people. <laughs> let me tell you. All right, we'll be back in a moment. This has been Just the Tip Tuesdays. Nothing's considered. Uh, you can hit us up on the uh, socials. Of course, NTC Show is a great place to find us. Uh, you can hit us on the phones as well. Tweet out the information, everything you need. When we get back in a moment... Oh, yeah, there's things going on in the world. Uh, We'll talk about them after this, right here on the all-new Channel Q. No things considered. Channel Q. We'll be right back. No things considered. Channel Q. Channel Q, a show called No Things Considered. That is Allie right there, Kevin right here. Hopefully you've been paying close attention today and we just potentially saved your life. We've actually saved, if you think about it, on today's show alone, Allie, in addition to helping people um, not get fat by eating breakfast, we've also, of course, potentially kept them out of a relationship they didn't want to be in that was going to turn to marriage next week, and we've saved you there as well. So and We also saved your life by not using the dirty, disgusting 
blankets that are on your airline. So think about that. Just If you're just listening to this show strictly for life-saving tips, uh, you've come to the exact right place. Mm-hmm. And that thing Ali said about scissoring. That's helpful, too. So remember <laughs> Always. that. Always helpful. I don't know the context, but it doesn't really matter. Don't anymore. run while scissoring. Hey, um, I have a question. Maybe this would be better saved for the GMA, but I just want to ask it now because you sleep in bed every night with your wife. Um. Which may go against God's will, but I have a... And a couple of cats, but right. yeah. Uh, that's what I meant, really. The cats and the wife. Um, it's against God's will. My wife will say to me, if she's decided recently she wants to switch sides of the bed. Oh. And we've kind of always... It doesn't really matter. I'll, I'll sleep anywhere, but we've always... No matter where we've been sleeping, be it a hotel or move to a new place or rearrange the furniture, she always is on the side of the bed that is closest to the bathroom because she gets up during the night to go to the bathroom way more than I do. So it doesn't matter necessarily which side of the bed. It's just whatever side is closest to that room. Yes. However, she's now decided that she wants to rethink her entire strategy, which she's had the entire time I've known her. And she wants to go on the side of the bed that has, we have, at the risk of being incredibly boring and sharing too much information, we have two different uh, side tables. One of them is just a little tiny table, holds a lamp, and that's it. The other one's got a drawer, a couple of drawers. You could put oh, stuff in it, etc. That's the best side right there. Yeah, so that's always been my side, and I like those yeah, drawers. Yeah, that's I put, good. I put all sorts of things in there. That's my first go-to is, uh, like, I, I like to sleep on the right side, but if I'll sleep on whatever side has a bigger side table. Yeah, I like I like having space. I like being able to charge yeah. multiple things. More not than just, one cup? Not just my phone. I love it for drink. I like Sometimes I give myself a variety of drinks, yeah. box of tissues. Sometimes I throw a, uh, some things in the drawer in case uh, I get bored during the night, put some porn in there yeah. so I can look at. Put a book that you're never going to read there. <laughs> just want to look for smart. Decoration. Right. Yeah. So I, could say, I could say whenever someone's looking for something, I don't know, maybe it's by that book. Usually you have lamp control or light, light fixture control. I like the side with the actual space to maneuver because the other side, as I said, it's a tiny little table, holds a lamp, which takes up 80% of it. Even your cell phone being on there is a bit of a disaster because uh, it oftentimes falls off. Yep. And every time that screen shatters, you know, 100 bucks. So she wants to switch now. She wants to switch now. And she said, this is her quote, and I wanted to ask you because you're a woman and you sleep with another woman. And I brought you up in my, as my, well, what would they do? She you said- You brought me up in a fight? It wasn't a fight. It was a disagreement. Okay. She said, women are supposed to have the side of the bed- next to the dresser with the drawers because we have more things. <laughs> now, I assume she meant sex toys, and I said, all right, I can't argue with that. Yeah, but that's, then, I mean, that's in the bottom drawer of our side table. But then I realized, so you hear that? If you're a burglar and you're going to rob Allie, don't go to the bottom drawer <laughs> by her side table. That bottom drawer is vibrating. The thing in the bottom drawer is meant for Allie's end drawer, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, I assume that's how it works. I don't know. No. Oh, wait a minute. You'll have to draw me a diagram after the show. So what? So, so I said to her, I said, I said to her, I said, well, so hold on. By your rationale, I said, Ali and her girlfriend, can, uh, no lesbians can sleep in a bed together because at some point one of them can't use their gender as an excuse to get the side with the more uh, drawers because they're both women. Yeah. Uh, so but then I, you could you could also assume that we only need one side table because both of us ladies can just put the same stuff in that side table because we need the same things because we're both ladies. Yeah, but you have different. You don't have different. Um, you don't have different like night like not dream one, journals. One, you know, <laughs> obviously, you can both write in the same. By the way, Ali's dream journal is sad in the diary of Anne Frank. For the record, <laughs> dear diary, another uh, day of darkness. Uh, would you and your wife? You don't have separate things, like one of you doesn't wear a blindfold and one of you needs a bunch of Ambien, like you don't have your own things you need? No, I mean, I guess the the Ambien is in the bathroom, so the, I don't really feel like that's like needs to be on the ready by the bedside table. Uh, I, w- that being said, we both do have our own things. Like I like to have my own space for my, my, my cups and my phones and my all that stuff mm-hmm. and the book I don't read. My wife had not a bed, not a, um, a side table, but she had like a little shelf 
and she would put a bunch of crap on the shelf and she would have like weird crystals and like crystals yeah and, crystal meth no like actual hippie crystals oh that's weird yep and like was little, it to keep the nightmares away yeah like a diffuser yeah, is, she yeah. leave, is she leaving those up and the then t- the dream journal to write about the nightmares uh, if they do show up is she leaving the crystals for the tooth fairy yeah. that she believes in <laughs> but she got so into these stupid crystals that she was getting more and more delivered in these weird yogi boxes and then she had so much crap on the shelf that the shelf collapsed yeah right so now she has no shelf and no side table and I'm glad that she has not brought up switching at all, but she has basically just put all of her crap on the on on a you know, like in a different table, so she doesn't have anything. No, I know what you're saying. This is a giant waste of discussion time because we could just potentially have a second. Some people have matching side tables, and they both have. Drawers. I don't have matching side table money. Uh, right, that's that's a different level right there. All right, I assume that uh, that's someone who flies first class, eats surf and turf on the regular, has matching side tables, uh, but. We don't have space either uh, no. on, on both sides of the bed. Uh, it's another thing that people uh, with a lot of money also have a lot of space, so they don't have an issue of the side table blocking the door to get into the bedroom. But So I was just wondering if you had any ammunition I could bring back to her to argue, because when she said, I'm a woman, I have more things, I can't disagree with that. I've seen what goes on into her purse versus what goes into my wallet. You know, but you, you, I just said, Allie and her wife, one of them is a woman sleeping on the side of the bed without the good table, so there must be... yeah. There Katie is something. sleeping on the side without the good table, and she arguably has way more crap than I have, but she is dealing with it. And the other argument you can bring to the table is that by now, it's too late to change. You've made your choice. That's the side that you're sleeping on, and that's the side you will continue to sleep on for the rest of your life. I now am used to sleeping on the side that I'm sleeping on, and I would not be able to sleep if I switched sides. Well, I told her that uh, we can uh, move sides in the coffin. We're gonna get we're gonna buried in a we our deal is we're gonna get buried in a couple's coffin and it doesn't because matter it's cheaper. it doesn't matter if we go at the same time or not whoever goes f- uh, first uh, the other person just has to get in the coffin with them <laughs> oh my that's romance I get top or bottom <laughs> um, but I I would never the only time that we will ever switch is in a hotel room situation where you're like hey it's fun let's switch right let's wait, switch sides she thought you meant partners and brought up the woman from downstairs you're like wait a minute this is me and the housekeeper's night uh, we'll be back in a moment I don't think we solved anything here Uh, the debate rages on this is no things considered on the all-new channel q no things considered we'll be right back channel q no things considered channel q channel q is the show no things considered is the station every once in a while when i get super excited my voice considered isn't the station well we're talking about that is that not official yet <laughs> no. oh, we're going to get our own station. I thought we were having our own station. Wait a minute. We're just a show on the station, uh, yeah. Channel Q? Oh, yep. damn it. I'm so confused. That's my dyslexia acting up. As you can see, we do live radio, and uh, sometimes the words that come out of our mouth don't make any sense. I assume that's why you listen. Yeah. I can't see any other reason. Uh, tomorrow, oh, tomorrow is going to be great. The return of the patent-pending GMA. If you got questions you'd like us to answer or tackle, get them to us on the Twitter immediately at NTC Show. You can uh, send Allie questions directly if you want her to ask me certain things, or maybe you have questions for a lesbian at your Allie Johnson. Find me at the Kevin Klein and everything this station has for you at We Are Channel Q. Also, uh, you can download the Radio.com app. If you know people that do not listen to the station already, and maybe they would benefit from it, or at least this show, uh, why don't you go ahead and send that over? You can just text it. to Someone did that to me the other day. I already have the Radio.com app. Thank you very much. But someone texted me the Radio.com, um, I guess it was the down- click here to download an ad, uh-huh. uh, at which, uh, of course, I deleted immediately because I said, I can't have two radio.coms. My phone could explode. But it's super easy if you want to share it with someone, which is great because our short-term memory is all uh, completely shot right now. So all you got to do is say, uh, yeah, I like this right here. Send it over. Someone else can download, favorite the station, and life gets better starting immediately. Yeah. Everyone likes it when you share what you're watching and force other people to watch it. That's everyone right. Everyone loves that. Well, watching is annoying. But listening, eh, it's a very, it's personal experience. That's, that's why I love radio. I've always said that. It's a very intimate. What's going on right now is we are immediately, we are penetrating the ears of a complete stranger or a friend that we just haven't met yet. Yeah, or someone out of Wetzel's Pretzels. That's what it's all about. We do it for the Wetzel's Pretzels. This last segment brought to you by Snyder's of Hanover. Oh, <laughs> damn it. The other pretzel company? All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. This is uh, the all-new Channel Q. No things considered. Uh, until tomorrow, we say bye. Curious. George. George. <laughs> 